Hello there, friends, and welcome to the New Testament in a Year podcast, where we read God's Word and we go together on a transformative journey through the narrative of the life, the teachings, and the mission of Jesus Christ and the ministry of his disciples in promoting the movement of the early church. The New Testament in a Year, I believe, is more than a podcast. It's a commitment now that we make together to nurture our spiritual growth. Today, we are shifting gears a bit and beginning a brand new book in the New Testament. We are going to start in the book of Acts. A-C-T-S. Acts. Sometimes called the Acts of the Apostles. This is the movement of the early church. After Jesus ascended into heaven, gave the Great Commission, this is what happens next. Acts chapter 1. Before we begin the reading, let's, uh, let's talk about some things to look for in Acts chapter 1 and get a better understanding of our reading today. So with the book of Acts, ultimately, this book is the account of the early Christian church's birth, its growth, and ultimately the unstoppable spread of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In the book of Acts, throughout our journey, we're going to see the Holy Spirit being given, bold evangelism taking place in the formation of Christian communities. It's a journey that will resonate in our hearts as we see the transformation of individuals and the collective impact that the early church had and can still have. As we turn our attention to Acts chapter 1, I want us to anticipate this dynamic start to an incredible journey through Acts. I love this book. I love the readings in Acts. And uh, I think you will as well. We talk about the post-resurrection moments of Jesus, his final instructions to the disciples, and the anticipation of the Holy Spirit's arrival. We're going to uncover the foundation of the early church. So as we read chapter 1, here's some three key things to look for. Watch for the ascension of Jesus into heaven. Look at the details surrounding his ascension and consider the emotions and reactions that the disciples have as they witness this mind-blowing event. The next thing you look for is the promise of the Holy Spirit. Jesus makes these promises regarding the coming of the Holy Spirit, a helper, a counselor, knowing that his people need to reflect on their anticipation, the disciples' anticipation, as they prepare for the giving of the Holy Spirit. And then... The third thing, third thing to look for is unity and prayer of the early church. Watch the people come together in unity and have this posture of prayer that they have for these brand new believers. Consider the significance of their gathering and the devotion to prayer that they have as they're waiting. Waiting on the Holy Spirit. All right, then let's read this together. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, verse 1 all the way through verse 26. Let's get this baby going. Chapter 1, verse 1. I wrote the first narrative, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up, after he had given instructions through the Holy Spirit 
to the apostles he had chosen. After he had suffered, he also presented himself alive to them by making many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While he was with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the Father's promise, which, he said, you have heard me speak about, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit in a few days. So, when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, are you restoring the kingdom to Israel at this time? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After he had said this, he was taken up as they were watching, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, they were gazing into heaven, and suddenly two men in white clothes stood by him. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into heaven? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come in the same way that you have seen him going into heaven. They returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath's day journey away. When they arrived, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. They were all continually united in prayer, along with the women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the brothers and sisters. A number of people who were together was about 120 and said, Brothers and sisters, it was necessary that the scripture be fulfilled that the Holy Spirit through the mouth of David foretold about Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was one of our number and shared in this ministry now this man acquired a field with his unrighteous wages. He fell head first, his body burst open, and his intestines spilled out. This became known to all the residents of Jerusalem, so that in their own language that field is called Hekeldema, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his dwelling become desolate. Let no one live in it. Let someone else take his position. Therefore, from among the men who have accompanied us during the whole time the Lord Jesus went in and among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day he was taken up from us, from among these it is necessary that one become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they proposed to Joseph, called Barsabbas, who was also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed. They said, you, Lord, know everyone's heart. Show which of these two you have chosen to take the place in the apostolic ministry that Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots for them, and the lot fell to Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. That was Acts chapter 1, this beginning of the story of the formation of 
of the church and we see that Jesus ascended into heaven and now the next steps for the disciples, the now what that they probably felt in their heart. Let's reflect on that together if we would. So looking at Acts chapter 1, we can be empowered by this uh, anticipation that the disciples had for the coming of the Holy Spirit. This promised gift of the counselor, uh, the, the helper, it marks the beginning of a powerful partnership between believers and the indwelling Spirit of God. As they journey together, they're without that as they enter into the upper room, but they're just waiting eagerly for that gift of God to come upon them. How eager are we for God to move in our lives is the question we have. How eager, how much do we anticipate God to move in our lives and we seek after that? I challenge you to do that, to let God move and anticipate him to move in your life in major ways. Look at the ascension. Jesus' ascension into heaven is not just an event, an, an event that marks closure of his life. No, Jesus' ascension into heaven is a call to action. When he left us, he entrusts his followers with the responsibility of being witnesses. And we're reminded of our role in sharing the gospel, our role in building the kingdom. We're being called to action. Are we being obedient? Think about unity and the purpose that was demonstrated by the early believers. It is unity to perfection. They gather in one accord. They await the Holy Spirit together. They pray together. They plan together for His coming and they are prepared to move together in unity with purpose, with devotion. That is inspirational to the church today. Can we be together as a body of believers prayerfully expectant within our hearts for God to move and we willfully obey his command to go and share that good news in our lives. A lot of personal application in this and a lot of ways that we can glorify him through our life. I look forward to chapter two, but thank you for joining me as we explored chapter one, and I pray that you carry these truths with you throughout the day. I look forward to joining you again tomorrow in our next episode with chapter two as we find the dynamic outpouring of the Holy Spirit that we're so anticipating. I hope you join me tomorrow. Share this with your friends at home and family, and we can read his word together. May you and your family be blessed. Thank you for listening to the New Testament in a Year podcast, where we simply read the Word of God and we try to unpack it so we can find application in our lives, knowing that there is nothing more powerful than God's Word. You see, Scripture is the only source that teaches us who God is and what God wants of us. My encouragement is that the Word of God will bless you and ultimately bless your friends and family. I'll encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, share it on your social media or by word of mouth. Join in. Let's read the word of God together. And through this, may God be glorified through our reading, listening, application, and understanding of his word.
together.